everyone, and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney Plus and then talk about it. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And today we're talking about Onward. Yes, the Pixar film that was released right on the brink of coronavirus. Woo! Yeah! Um, I don't think a lot of people, well, we'll get into that, but we did not see it in theaters. We didn't. We saw it on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. when it was added. Yep. So, that was how we've experienced it for the first time. Uh, It is also how we experienced it tonight when we watched it again. Well, that makes sense, because the whole purpose of this podcast, the whole premise of this podcast is watching stuff on Disney Plus. So, you know, I'm not going to pull out a DVD to watch, and then, I mean, we could. But we don't own this DVD. We do not. Anyway. Anyway... Why don't you read us the synopsis from Disney Plus? All right, so synopsis from Onward, for Onward, from Disney Plus, goes as follows. In Disney and Pixar's Onward, elf brothers Ian and Barley get to spend a day with their late dad and go on a quest aboard Barley's epic van Guinevere. When their mom, Laurel, realizes her sons are gone, she teams up with the Manticore to find them. And this is actually a great synopsis. It's good. It, it's as good a synopsis as it can be without, like, fully giving away. This is what a synopsis is supposed to be. I don't know what else we want from a synopsis. Well, you were it mad is... with Cinderella's synopsis last because week. Because that jumps in the middle <laughs> of it. Did you just snap me? I did just snap at you. Because that jumps into the middle of it. This is a, you go into the movie, what's the premise? Okay, great. No spoilers here. All right, well, give us some history, I guess. So, Onward premiered um, March 6, 2020 in the U.S. And as we said, coronavirus came in right right after. Yeah, like, it was already kind of starting to be there, but March but is really when it started rearing its ugly head into a very, very bad manner. So. That six months later. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the budget is between 175 to 200 million. There wasn't an exact number, but we'll say up to 200 million. And the box office, uh, 144.9 million. Now, of course, that's you know that I would say that is a large result of coronavirus, um, because many places didn't even have a premiere. Um, some countries released later. There were some uh, releases in April, some which, but those were European countries. Um, Europe was still. I know, like, but they did still have, uh, and then some in August as well. Again, mostly European countries. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's not just about release date though. It's also like. Even theaters that were still operating around that time frame had reduced. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think it's the fault of the movie that it didn't earn back. No, you can't fault it on popularity. And if anything, the fact that it made that much at box office with such a limited run is, you know... It's fairly good. Decent. Yeah. Um, It was available for digital purpose for a short time before it went on to Disney Plus for free. A little under two weeks, I think. So most people, they're like, 
Yeah, we're gonna we wait. We were like, like you know, this isn't like Mulan where they were like, oh, we're trying to make some money off of this because it's not going into theaters at all, right? Or barely, like in it is in some countries, but for the most part, not. Uh, with this one, I think you know they were just trying to throw us a bone. Like, I, you guys, I really you guys are so. having a hard time here. Have a happy moment on Disney+. Plus. Also, please resubscribe. I know The Mandalorian has run its course for now for season one, but please resubscribe. Yeah, so I think that uh, that about sums up why it uh, it didn't do as hot. And, of course, that was this year, so no need to... That's this year's money, baby. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. Uh, so Onward was first announced... Uh, at D23 in 2017, not by name, it was brought up as a suburban fantasy film, kind of in the early, early stages of it. Um, then on December 12th, 2018, the title of Onward was announced, and then Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louise uh, DeFree, Dreyfus, Dreyfus uh, and Octavia Spencer were all announced at the same time to be a part of the movie. Um, December 2019, more cast was announced. Uh, interestingly, the movie in theaters had a short film before it. Yeah, it was The Simpsons. It was The Simpsons! That was the first yes. short that Disney did with The Simpsons since acquiring exactly. 20th Fox Century. Yeah. They've made a couple more for Disney Plus ever like since then, but that was the first one, I think. That was the first we one. We have yet to watch it. Whoops. We have yet to watch any of the Simpsons shorts. Whoops. We haven't we also haven't watched the Olaf shirt shorts to be fair. You mean the the little ones that uh Josh they, Gad? that they've been making during the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of, you know, an interesting something new and different combination yeah because it was like you know we're gonna keep the trend of doing shorts before our movies but now we're like veering into intellectual property that already exists just on a different sphere instead of creating something new which it's not the first time they have done a short film short film you remember uh when they did the uh olaf's Holiday Frozen Adventure. Well, yeah, they, and they've done Coco. all the shorts for the Toy Story. Although, did any of those... No, only yeah. Olaf. Well, and only for a short time, because it was not a short film. It was, yeah, it was like a TV special. Yeah, it was like 25 minutes long or something. Okay, we'll talk about that in another... very good music, but yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to, uh, to Coco. <laughs> um, so, uh, April 3rd, it was available for everybody on Disney Plus to start watching. And Marie didn't read, but all the names of the cast are put in. Like, yeah, like in this, I, I didn't want to like drag it out. It is like the back of a DVD syn- cover. Yeah, the synopsis, like after every character name that the synopsis goes into, it says in parentheses, voice of Tom Holland, voice of Chris Pratt, etc. Right. I just didn't feel that was necessary to throw I, in there. But I just think it's, yeah. it's it's like reading the back of a DVD case. Yeah, and I think because that's because... not something we've seen so far for like this is the only 2020 movie we've really looked right. at. But from the other movies that we've done so far, this has not been the case. I don't think. And I think it's because a large percentage of people 
for the first time, this was how they saw Onward. This was how they accessed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have numbers to back me up on that, but I'm going to make a guess, and I'm going to say I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's not a lot to work with here. I'm going to be honest. I mean, this is a movie that came out, like... So recently, and also... Very recently, like, just a little under seven months ago. So, yeah, it, it's it's not... It's not going to have a really very in-depth history. Right, right, right. It doesn't really have staying power. Right, there's nothing in the parks about it. Because it, the parks closed down. Yeah, like, I feel like... <laughs> um, um, I I feel like I remember seeing... Yeah, like, they met... I feel like they met for the shortest amount of time in the parks. But, I mean... But that's about it. Because? Well, yeah, but they, I mean, I don't know that they really had plans to keep them for a very long time either. Right. To be fair, they did that with um, Star-Lord and Groot. They did it with Moana. Like, I think it was in that same space, which is... It said at Disney Springs on the page. Well, that that was one thing, but I feel like there was, I feel like they were in the parks, I mean... I didn't really look at it because that's your part of stuff, but, um, You know what? I just know that, anyway. um, <laughs> that there's, there's not, there's definitely not attractions. There's not, at first there wouldn't have been time in a normal sphere where coronavirus yeah, isn't existing. Secondly, the parks have been, Disneyland is still closed down, mm-hmm. um, and Disney World was closed down for a while as well, so obviously there's just, yeah, it reopened in June or July. Disney World. They closed in March. It, March uh, and it reopened in July. Yeah. Some so, of the yeah, resorts reopened in June. Yeah, closed for a pretty long time. And, yeah. A substantial, yeah. So, but one interesting thing about this movie is it is yet another Disney movie that claims that it has Disney's first oh my God. gay character. Yes, and do you know actually... I Don't step on my notes. This is trivia. No, I'm stepping oh, on it. Okay, fine. So, there's a blink if you miss it gay character mm-hmm. uh, who says, oh, my girlfriend's daughter is driving me crazy. Or keeps getting my hair. Yeah, and it's obviously a female-coded character. Yes, Voiced by a female actress. Who is an out lesbian. But, <laughs> because of this line, uh, the film was banned in several countries. Oh my goodness. This is... Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia all just outright banned it. Um, it was, the line was changed to, my sister's daughter is driving me crazy. Uh, in Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, Lebanon, and Egypt. And in Poland and Russia... The line was changed to my partner's daughter to avoid using... And I'm... Come on, partner means gay! Yeah, the moment you're saying my partner, like, we know this is code for your partner is same-sex, but you're not quite willing to put it out. Like, I've used that term before when, you know, you're in a space that you don't know if you're actually entirely safe. Partner? I do not use partner when I'm trying to... My spouse. I will use spouse, but yeah. I don't use partner because partner is obviously gay unless you're a bank robber or a lawyer. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, so Marie and I are married. Um, 
but once at my job, somebody called and they were like, oh yeah, it's my partner. I'm booking a trip for my partner and I. Now, we are married. I know there are gay people in the world, but I thought it was his business partner. <laughs> oh. um, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, what's the purpose of your trip? Are you going on like a conference? And he was like, no, we're going on vacation. And I was like, oh, they're gay. They're gay. Not out loud. No. (laughs) But I did go, oh, that's nice. And then I was like, does this person think that I'm like, they're they're talking and they're like, this girl's a homophobe. And I'm like, no, 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 me gay. Me gay too. I just, I just, so I don't trust the word partner because my my brain is like, ah, business people. Well, that's because you do like, well, not really anymore, but uh, business travel is something that's, I mean, I do. That you've dealt with. Well, you do, but it's not really, nobody's traveling for business right now. (laughs) No. Anyway, but I'm surprised, uh, China led that one slide. There was nothing in the notes about it. I don't know if it was released to I don't China. Buy it. I don't know that it was released to China though, because not it didn't premiere everywhere, and China doesn't That's have true. Disney Plus, so it could be that it just has not been released to China, and that they will change it when they get around to to sending it out. Um, I'm gonna jump right into my little trivia fact that I have about this, since we're talking about it, because as you said, this was the unint. I don't know how like. Disney's first gay character. And again, as every single preceding movie is a bl- like blink and you'll miss it moment where it can so easily be cut out mm-hmm. if need be. Like they have not let's stop kidding ourselves. Disney has not yet put something out there that you can actually be like, oh yeah, there is clearly gay stuff going on here and everybody's going to know about it. Yes. Um, and this has none of their doing other than being like, fine. This was the work of the actress. The original line was my husband's daughter, and she asked if she could change it to my girlfriend's daughter. Good for her. Yeah. Good like, for they her. Did, they allowed it, which is bare minimum, <laughs> but it was not scripted to be Disney's first gay character. I mean, let's see. Who? Gaston? No, no. No, LeFou. So you got LeFou. You have, uh, there's that one very brief uh, scene in... uh, Finding Dory with the lesbians. Yeah, with the lesbian moms. Uh, At the end of Rise of of Skywalker? Yes, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, there's a kiss between two women. Yes. Um, I don't, I can't think of any, I'm, I think there's, like, at least one or two more there's that are, like, the same like... little tiny tidbits that they just pepper in there where, and it's, it's so insignificant, and yet it always makes such a huge wave on media, it's ridiculous, <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know what... <laughs> Although the very first gay controversy that I remember for myself as seeing spoken about 
in the Disney realm was when Brave came out. Oh. Which has nothing to do, it's not even, but. I remember being uh, young enough where it was a controversy that Ellen DeGeneres was voicing Dory in Finding Nemo. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't hear about that. I was not, I guess I was not consuming media in the I same I was 11, way. and uh, it was like a, it was a big news story. There were people very upset about this. Uh, so, you know. I love how we're going on a tangent about, like, LGBT <laughs> stuff on a movie that does barely anything to represent LGBT, but anyway. Anyway. So that was my little the bit other of trivia. trivia, so I guess we're going to keep going. Um, honestly, the majority of trivia about this movie is... Easter eggs, pop culture references, like, this is the first original story that Pixar has done since Coco, which was in 2017, uh, between Coco and Onward. It How was many sequels. movies came out between them? Uh, there was Toy Story 4, there was The Incredibles 2, there was Finding Dory, so at least three. Right. I mean, in three and three years, like the, right. My thing is, okay, no, but so where I'm getting they're with sequels, that, but the stories are original. No, of course, I'm, and I'm not getting that. Honestly, I'm okay. So I'm the kind of person you'll see all the time people like being upset about lack of originality with going with sequels and remakes and live actions and everything. And my take on this is. So long as it's enjoyable for me to watch, keep doing it. Right. Because the rate at which we consume media has grown exponentially. Oh, yeah. So it's an unrealistic expectation to want everything that we see to be new and original when we demand to consume so much media. I think uh, another thing is I don't mind returning to the same characters. Oh, I love long, sequels. Like, as long as they have somewhere to go. Yeah, no, I love sequels. So, I, And as long as it doesn't ruin the first, the movies before it. Yeah, like, uh, it's going to be fun when we get to Star Wars. Um but, no, so for myself, like, sequels, remakes, live actions, love them. I, like, well, not all of them. Uh, but so long as it's something that I'm able to watch and just kind of, like, use it as an, you know, people, some people obviously watch movies because they're really into the art of it and they want you that know, is they, not that that's is not, not us, us. Listen, if you had noticed escape, it's, it's just by how poorly we rank things like pinocchio and fantasia <laughs> we want to be entertained we want a story yeah so no so yeah i'm not i'm not saying i wasn't going into this to be like the first original movie since coco so better no i'm just saying even though it is billed as the first original movie since Coco. It features so much stuff that is pop culture references and Easter eggs. It's like, it's it's on the level of Josie and the Pussycats. Wow. That's, that's a bold claim. 
not in terms it's not advertisement it's a different but i mean like in terms of okay give us some examples okay uh so from other pixar movies for example you got triple den gum is sold at the gas station that ian and barley go to which is an easter egg for inside out yep uh at that same gas station they actually have uh some drinks that are advertised you have cloak and cola you have mountain doom which is probably a little reference to mount doom from um lord of the rings and you have satirade so obviously coca-cola mountain dew and gatorade um the birthday song in the Manticore's Tavern is the same tune as the one from The Empire's New Group. It's different lyrics, but it's the same tune. Uh, also, at the very beginning, when it's kind of showing how the mm-hmm. whole, you know, everything is not magic anymore and modernization and everything, uh, you see in an arcade a centaur playing a video game called Prance Prance Revolution. I noticed that when watching, yeah. and I liked it. I mean, I, noti- I always notice that part with but I, i've never paid attention to the name on the game i noticed <laughs> it the first time we watched um in the manticore's tavern the cook is rummy <gasps> the rat from ratatouille uh other members of the staff are wearing sorcerer miki's hat yep uh there is also a luxobar ball sorry <laughs> In the background, which is emblazoned on a shield. And the prize area includes toys from Toy Story 4. That's so nice. I like that. You also have the arcade claw type game in the Manticore's Tavern. It's called The Gauntlet. And it looks a lot like the Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) And even has artwork showing the gauntlet holding a star in the same way Thanos holds Infinity Stone. You know, it's just fun to put these things in. Honestly, why not? No, yeah, no, I love... Uh, I'm just saying that's mostly what I've got in terms of trivia. Um, also, when Ian walks into the gas station, there are magic beans on sale, which, of course, references Jack and the Beanstalk. Right. Uh, at a later time, when they're driving through a field... They're, they are driving through a field that's filled with giant beanstalks that stretch all the way into the clouds, which was possibly a nod to Gigantic, which should have been released also in 2020, but was canceled. And then there are a couple uh, a couple more. The Burger Shire, of which is a fast food restaurant, has a sign reading, now serving second breakfast. Which is clearly an odd to Hobbits from Lord of the Rings. And also, uh, a brand name that's advertised at the, le- uh, the gas station is called Longbottom. Longbottom. Jeez. Longbottom. Yes, that. Like Neville Longbottom. Well, yes, that's one thing. But also, Longbottom Leaf is a variety, variety of pipeweed that is smoked by characters in the Lord of the Rings. I have never... <sighs> You know how I feel about Lord of the Rings. I do. Um, Now, of course, the possibly most obvious pop culture reference for this entire movie is Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. Yes. Everything you, like, you see, just basically actually the characters themselves, like, Mm. it's, 
magical creatures that right, exist right. primarily in the realm of these fantasy, well, not primarily, but make up a big part of these fantasy realms. Um, and with Barley using his cards, like the the yeah. tabletop game that he plays is the same kind of cards as from Magic the Gathering. Uh, and they did actually work in collaboration with Wizards of the Coast, which is uh, a D&D organization type thing. Um, and, like, they collaborated with them over the use of some Dungeons & Dragons characters and story elements. Uh, for example, the Gelatinous Cube is an actual monster that exists in the Dungeons & Dragons universe. There is straight up a cube that is gelatinous, and that's the monster you're facing. Which I don't is, like it. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy, honestly. Like, And I feel like you'd look at it and be like, huh. I would expect there to be tentacles, to be honest. But that's probably because um, in the Shadowhunter series, there's a gelatinous monster. Uh, but he has tentacles. <laughs> like, he has tentacles all over. So I think gelatinous monster now, and I think tentacles of course no it's a cube that's it's just and that's honestly i don't understand how anything could be a cube now i'm thinking about the phineas and ferb monster that's in the the cage with the yeah. face but instead of fur it's just jello <laughs> does he have teeth i don't understand how is he no. threatening didn't because if he absorbs you you're stuck and you die like blobby well, yeah, I guess. But you a little more threatening. Like, blobby threatening? Okay. Um, but also, he's a cube. <laughs> the worst shape. He's a huge cube. The worst shape. I just, I'm sorry, I can't take it seriously. It's Okay, like... well, I find it very threatening <laughs> when it's advancing upon them in the tunnel and they see the top half of their weekend at bernie's dad (laughs) like get dissolved after being absorbed by the cube but that's just because it was things i don't think it'd do the same thing to people elves well maybe maybe not like all you see in there are skeletons so So well they're and weapons but okay so does that mean that they like people couldn't get out in there they couldn't get out so they just died and eventually, like, but then the cube absorbs the decomposition. Yeah. That means, because otherwise you're preserved. Yeah. I think the bones were too tough to break down. I think it happens over time. So I think if you could get yourself out, you'd be fine. But you can't get yourself out. I think if you try hard enough, you can. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> just got a couple more facts because I think there's just only so much to work with here uh the portrayal of unicorns that's one of the first things i remember from this trailer being like that's funny and this is actually uh it goes back to the very first myths about unicorns being aggressive and untamable instead of like graceful and magical i don't think they were necessarily like vermin those eating trash but you know you what? Don't know. I like the mythical unicorn that's are nice and graceful. And... Of course you do. What, what is that supposed to mean? No, I'm just saying, why wouldn't you? Like, 
Although honestly, I don't I don't necessarily see those two things as being opposites. You can be like a graceful, <laughs> magical creature and it's still garbage. be no, untamable and aggressive like it those are not I guess. you know. Uh now of course another very big moment in the movie is and this is a spoiler, which I mean again <laughs> If if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you've watched a movie. I hope you've watched a movie. Otherwise, this makes no sense at all to you. Maybe it makes no sense at all, at all to you anyway, but... Point is, uh, when Barley sacrifices Guinevere, uh, he plays a special mixtape titled Rise to Valaha. Valaha. Valhalla. Oh my goodness, I can't talk tonight. Valhalla. Valhalla. You Which, watch Charmed enough. Why don't you know this? I, I I see the word. I know the word. I just can't pronounce it. Uh, so in Norse mythology, that is where fallen warriors go to after death. And so you see, you know, the van just with the parking violations flying out the windows. How does he have a license with that many parking violations? Giving a sense of having wings. And then... The van tires after the tire pops and makes it sound like galloping. It was like riding into battle. And I that love is, that gag. That's a moment. I love that moment in the that's movie. That's a great gag. It is. Very funny. You know, this is actually the first Pixar movie in a while. Save maybe like... Well, okay, maybe not. Um... But it's one of the few that has more of an entertainment factor than an emotional factor for me. Which, again, I know. <laughs> I know. We do like, not feel the, the same. <laughs> no, but it, there is obviously a very emotional part to it. And it, like, makes me feel sad when, they're, like, he's at the end. Well, not the very end, but when they get back to where the school is. And he's like, you are a screw-up, like... Obviously, That's the it's a part sad... that makes you emotional? It's a sad moment. It's like, no, they, like, don't do this to him. He's trying so hard. That's not the part that makes me emotional. No, it's not the only part, but I'm saying, like, that's... That part does not make me emotional at all, because wow. you know what? That's... you. Okay, you have a brother. You know how it is. Sometimes you just say mean things to each other. It just happens. You say mean things, but... The emotional aspect of this movie, first of all, you're a younger sibling, not an older sibling. Uh, but second of all, both of your parents have been in your life your whole your whole life. So obviously it's going to hit different for you than me with somebody who grew up with only one parent around. Um, and so this idea of like your younger sibling looking up to you and like you stepping in to fill their shoes... It's a very emotional, like, and if you feel like you didn't do it well enough, you will feel even worse when you watch this movie because you'll be like, oh, this is who I could have been. But you didn't even have the chance to be this. You're the younger sibling. Um, If anybody listening is also an older sibling who feels like they probably should have been a better older sibling, they would probably be more emotional when watching this. One of our yeah. friends felt the same way as me. They were also pretty wrecked after watching it. They were like, oh, 
I should have been a better older sibling. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's not that it's not. It, it, it is probably, I guess, because I don't feel an emotional tie, connect, like, connection. Personally, I can definitely see the emotional aspect of it. But at the same time, like... I don't cry over movies because the emotional aspect has a direct connection to me. I, like, I, I cry when I feel I can empathize with the characters. So yeah. when these... Like, I do oh. feel emotional at the end when he's watching Barley embrace her, like their dad. And it's like... I wish you'd gotten the moment also. Like, I understand where you've come, like, you've come so far into your realization that of the role that your older brother played in your life, but it's still so sad that oh, he yeah, doesn't that's, get that's... any time. And it's so sad also just, like, what, you have to wonder what is, what's the concept of, like, what's going on with the dad this entire time? Right. Does he have a, like, it shows as though he does have some kind of awareness, but... Is it like he's on half a spiritual realm and half the like actual world that they're living in, or because he's not actually he can't be watching over them if he doesn't know where he's right, going, what he's right. doing? So yeah, I don't. It's know. It's like he has a mind in his feet. Like I don't, I don't really understand how it works. Like so, it's yeah. So you got to think about. If he has just some sort, like, half-awareness that he's... His feet are somewhere. His legs are somewhere. But he's not. And then it gets to the end and to the point where he is fully there. And he has a minute. You know? Like, he left all of this with the hope that he would get to spend an entire day. And see the people his children have become. Um... Yeah, that's so, that's so sad. I got choked up this time. I didn't, like, sob. But the first time I watched this movie, I was, like, destroyed. I was just sobbing. And Marie was like, okay, I didn't cry at all. And I'm over here like, this dad loved his children so much that he made a magic spell so he could have one day, one day with them. The amount of love... And, like, went and found that gem, which is not an easy thing to do. He... And, like, did he plan this while he was already sick? He had to Because he had to have. So this man is battling some sort of illness, and he's still like, no, I gotta... I gotta go on this quest to find... Because he had to do a quest of his own. Like, I'm pretty sure even before he died, Phoenix gems weren't just, like, laying around. Right, and then... It's just, it's so, that part of the, so there's the, I should have, like, this idea that your sibling has stepped up and filled the role, and then subsequently, if you are also an older sibling, uh, it can tug at your heartstrings and make you very emotional for that. But it can, I think also just this idea of you work so hard for something, and it just, doesn't pan out doesn't pan out and there's you get just the the slightest sliver of something and it's just it wrecks me it's just the idea that 
all this effort was spent and in the end there was the I mean, and, but the thing it, is, like, it, it still got has to a write, very happy ending. Yes, you know? it got to right the wrong of another very emotional move, moment of the movie for me was when Barley admits that he couldn't go say goodbye to his father because he was too afraid. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is this is very sad. This is this is something that. That you keep with you. You keep with you, and the guilt and this idea that, like, you don't get to redo that. You don't get to, you know, that is, ugh, that moment hits me so hard as well that it's just, he was a little kid, and he was too scared to say goodbye, and he just... And you want to know what? This is not the first Chris Pratt character to have this problem. No, the same Star thing. Lord in Star Lord has the Yeah. Same. No, I was just while you were talking about that. Actually, I was just thinking that. Oh my. That Peter Quill has the exact same. The same issue. Issue with his mother. Oh, my goodness! I. I mean, that wasn't Chris Pratt though. That like, that actually played that moment, I guess. But it is his character. Right, right, right. It's just. I I cry a little right now thinking about this because it's just too much. It's just, there's, it's a very emotional. It's, all these concepts are very emotional. So, you know, there's a lot of fun in this movie and they're building world and, you know, there's lots of fun. I love that there's the idea that even in a fantastical world where people do have magic and people can like well they're not people they're like creatures yeah creatures you know some of them can fly and they just have all of these abilities and even in those even in that kind of universe the quick advancement of technology will still wreck you (laughs) like and I'm not one to look down on technology. You know, I've grown up with technology. I I don't believe that it has made us antisocial in the same way of, like, people are like, well, everybody looking on their phone when they're riding the bus. And it's like nobody was talking to each other before they were looking Only the weird people the were bus. talking to you on the bus. And um, they still do that. And you still go, ooh, I wish I had, I guess, a newspaper to <laughs> bury my face in. Well, that doesn't stop some people. Um, but, yeah, so, like, obviously, I, I am thankful for most of what technology has brought us, but there's still that idea that when you do get technology, you stop doing certain things because right. the easy way is there. Right. And, like, there were some things that used to have more meaning than just doing it, you know, to you weren't necessarily just doing it to do it. You right, were right, doing right. it because there was something more to it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a nice little touch to the idea that it, it really doesn't matter what you can and can't do. It, at some point, we're all ending up in the same place. And obviously, this is, you know, fiction. Right. It's not like we know that's actually what would happen if there were... Oh no! It's, Magical creatures it is in the what world, would happen. but yeah, probably. 
I think so, we transitioned into hot takes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we we peppered hot takes in there, like with the LGBT stuff a little bit earlier <laughs> on. Um, do you have other hot takes about it? My my hot take is that I agree. Uh, I wish that Ian would have gotten to see his father. I know. I know the reasons behind it. I can respect the artistic vision behind it. I still don't agree with it. I wish he would have gotten to just hug his dad. Yeah. Just just say hi. Have have a memory of his own with his dad because he has... None. And you see him at the beginning talking to With his tape, tape recorder. I, I just want him to say, do like five words to his dad I and mean, have him say something back. He, he, he's he been talking have... to his dad this whole time and he never gets to hear him say something to him. Yeah, like in a, in a way, he does like... He does spend time with him. You know, it's not the same way that he wanted. But, but again, we don't know if how much, how much of it consciousness. He can... Yes, like, if his dad even realizes that he spent all this time with him. Right. Yeah, Ugh. it's. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I understand what they were doing and why they did it. They did it the way they did, and it's kind of like I'm sure some people are actually like. No, this is so much better. Like I, I get it. I get it. I do, but I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in a perfect world, they would be able to bring him back a second time. In a perfect world, they would have got to spend the whole day with their father. But then there's no plot. Well, in of a the per- movie. actually, in a perfect world, he wouldn't have died. So let's <laughs> just go let's down back that. that up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I really do wish that's the that's the one thing. I would probably change about the movie would just be like I just a hug, a hug, or, like, or hey, I love you, or yeah, just, just hello, like hi, some, Ian. Some words spoken to him by his dad. Yeah, that he can, because it's obviously like there's that whole idea of family. Um, you know, the relationships that you make with people and he never knew his dad but he still attached a great deal of importance to the man that was his biological father. Right. And it turns out his brother was really the... he. I mean, he wasn't really a father figure per se. He was just someone who was there to be with him, to protect him, to teach him things. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's nice that he recognizes that he had that. But, yeah, I just... Uh, I, I guess we're going in circles now, so let's move past that one. Um, any other hot takes? No, no. Yeah, there's think, not, like... Uh, obviously, uh, it goes without saying, there's not a villain in this movie. It oh, is yeah, not, no, there's... Like, there's no you villain. have... You have conflict? Well, you have conflict. You have, like, obstacles in a sense. Like, yeah. the gelatinous cube is an obstacle. More, It's not a villain. It's just there. Uh, the, the pixies. The pixies, you know, are antagonists. They're not even antagonists, I guess. It's, it's conflict. Right, right, right. Uh, the... I don't even know what it is. But where they go... Where the mom and the manticore go to get the sword. Uh, 
Uh, uh, yeah, at the pawn shop. Yeah, that's like $10,000 now. Uh, you know, again, that's just an obstacle in the way of getting to the end of the quest. And then, obviously, the dragon at the end. Right, right. You know, that that's like, it's it's not so much a villain, it's a boss battle, you know? Exactly. The, this, this entire movie is built in the way it is literally a quest. Right. From, like, Dungeons and Dragons with cards from Magic the Gathering thrown in there. It's what, so you're not... You're not encountering villains, you're encountering monsters and right. boss battles. That's basically what it is. Right. But there's no one specifically evilly trying to, to do Yeah, no, harm. exactly. Because the dragon is not even really a dragon. It's a curse from having taken this, like, magical artifact. Right, exactly. So, exactly. so yeah, so no, no villain, villain ranking, ranking. here. <laughs> um, what would you rank the movie overall? That's a hard one because I like, I enjoy the movie. It has a lot of really like, it has a lot of good joke. I love a lot of the references that are in there. Uh, it has moments that are like, goodness gracious. Like with the end when Colt is just like, I was made to run. <laughs> Great, like, but you made. still need your car. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got, it's got a lot of really good stuff. On the other hand, like, on the other hand, I just... We're not talking rewatchability yet. We're just talking rank yeah. the film. One to ten. 7.5. I'm going to say eight. Yeah. I, I was, that was like, I was kind of inching toward there, but... Yeah, like... I feel you. I feel like you. Like, it's good. It's not... It's not a favorite. It's not going to be in my top ten. Um, but, no, it's a good movie. Yeah, and, like, in terms of rewatchability, again, this came out in April, so almost six months ago now. Right. And this is only the second time we've watched it. Right. And it's not that we have not had time to watch movies over the summer. <laughs> so it just has It's not... And, like, having watched it a second time... I'm not saying, yeah, I'm definitely just only going to watch it a couple of times a year. I could easily watch this every month and enjoy it. I agree. I think I could watch it every month. Uh, I don't think... But I don't need I, more I than that. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. I could watch it every... So in terms of watchability, it is a movie that I can easily watch several times a year. I don't feel compelled to do so. Right. I mean, I have other things I, I would pick first. Yeah. It's nice that we're in agreement. We, we are in agreement. So, All right. So that's, uh, that's about it for this one. Now next month. Next, next month is we, spooky month. Yes. We are in two days. Well, actually from the time of this podcast, tomorrow starts October. Woo! So we are going to be. It's spooky, spooky all month. Yes. It's going to be Halloween themed the entire month. Request of Amber. And granted by me. She does. Uh, so I don't remember what's on the list for next week, though. Well, Marie will open that. We'll, we'll find out. Or what it is. could be a surprise. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so, Frank and Weenie. We are watching Frank and Weenie next it's week. It's been a while. It has been a while. So, yeah, that's going to be next week's episode starting the month of Spooktacular. Did you and, just call it Spooktacular? Yeah. Spooktober, maybe? I guess. I mean, 
I w- Spe- spectacular October. I don't yeah, know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where I was going. I I don't think that's how I wanted to phrase it. I wanted to use the word spectacular. <laughs> I phrased it badly. I'm sorry. So until then, <laughs> we are on social media. Follow us at Stream the Magic on Twitter. Uh, Magical Streaming Pod on Instagram. Magical Streaming. On Facebook. On Facebook. And, and magicalstreaming can... at yahoo.com if you want to email us, if you have any questions, any comments. Are you too any... an older sibling who felt, woo, this is throwing my flaws into light? <laughs> Write to us and uh, you and I can be friends and Marie will just be on the outside in the Younger Siblings Club. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy your magical streaming. Bye-bye.